Welcome to Passer Potluck. I am Court Green. I am going to do the intro to today's activities from my office. We're going to be later joined by Peter Constantian, Chris Jennings, several other local pastors, as well as just citizens in the community. Today, you're going to see a culmination of the last three days' experiences. When I say you're going to see, I mean you're going to hear a culmination of the last three days' experiences as the gang from Pastor Potluck, which is an offshoot of several other organizations, got together to do some good in our community. It started on Election Day. We got together and put a roof on a house for a person who was in need. And as you will hear in the interviews that follow, several people mentioned that there was no better way to spend a day that is so steeped in division in our community than to get together and to do something good. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Because in such times where there's so many ways to find division, sometimes even where it doesn't need to be there, coming together for a good cause brings unity. And so I'm very proud that we were able to get involved with this project. I feel like I'm okay speaking for Peter in this because he said similar things, but we were able to come together and do some good things. And so um, in addition to just getting the project done, to putting a roof, a lot of good things came from the interviews, and I think that you'll be happy that you listened. This will be a much shorter program than they normally are when we get together through these endeavors, but I believe you'll find it worth a listen. And I certainly am glad that I was able to experience it myself along with so many others. So I hope that you'll enjoy listening today. I hope that you'll find it worth your time and worth your while. And I very much hope that we can do more things like this in the future. Because where two or three people gather together to do something good, the, the good that is done far exceeds just those two or three people. And so in response to today's show... Hopefully you'll be inspired. Hopefully you'll see beyond the divisions that currently uh, are kind of waiting for us at every turn. And I hope that you'll be inspired also to go and do something good in your community, be that Canton or Haywood County, North Carolina, wherever it is that you call home. Go get something done for someone else today. Thank you all for listening. This is Pastor Potluck. I'm Court Green. And Peter Constantian's voice will be on here more than mine, so I took the opportunity to do the introduction. Hello and welcome to Pastor Potluck. We're here in the field this week uh, at a roofing project that's uh, being, being done by the Canton Missional Network. And uh, today is November 3rd, 2020. It's Election Day. Um, and we decided to spend the day doing, out, doing some service. And we've got some people here we want to interview. We've got people from... Uh, all over the Canton community. The Canton Missional Network is uh, a network of 20 communities, sorry, 20 churches and some organizations, and we've got out here uh, Chris Jennings and Allison Jennings, who you may know from their work at the Community Kitchen and Spirit and Truth Church. So we're gonna talk to uh, a few of the other people around here and see uh, what they think about the work that we're doing today and, and maybe uh, what motivates them to be out here and be part of that missional network. and. Um, yeah, we'll just get their, their thoughts on today. Also, that was Peter Constantian, and I'm Court Green, and this is Pastor Potluck. I f always forget to introduce myself. Eventually, we remembered that we do like to have a component of the lectionary in each one of our podcast episodes. And so what you're going to get is a 
smidgen of the first lectionary reading of this coming Sunday, which will be November 8th. And in that, there's this long reading from Joshua where he, he gathers the people together and challenges them to serve the Lord. And so from that, we gonna, we're going to get our first lead-off question to the interviews that you'll hear today. This is going to be Peter and myself, and I, we're going to interview Allison Jennings. And eventually, uh, Kim, the owner of the house that we're putting the roof on that day, will come along. And you might hear him a few times, but you'll hear him in, in greater detail later on in today's episode. So listen for that, and hopefully uh, you'll get something from what we talk about with Allison. The key thing to listen for is how are we serving the Lord? So as we begin the interview, hopefully I can guide your thinking in that direction. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord for he is holy. He is a jealous God. He will forgive your transgressions. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. Was that the verse I was supposed to read? No. Let me see, let me see what? <laughs> you can, it says that you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy. Are you reading the whole thing? No. It's like 40 million verses. Okay, so while he's doing that, I'm going to introduce this topic. So we are, we are with Allison Gen- <laughs> that Jennings. A, that was a verse. Huh? And, and Peter is over here reading stuff. And uh, we are going to eventually select a passage from Joshua. It's going to be the basis for our first question for Allison. And if Peter will hand me his phone, I kind of... Okay. This is a reading from Joshua chapter 24, verse 24. The people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and him we will obey. Thank you very much, Peter. And Allison, what does it mean to you to serve the Lord? To serve the Lord is to do unto others. Um, serving the Lord is... You had to get me on that, didn't you? Have a what does it mean to serve the Lord in Canton, North Carolina? It means to show love, to do what Jesus did, to show people love, to do... Just... So what does love look like? Are we going to ask Allison to introduce We'll do that later and then I'll move it. Okay. So, Allison, you said to show people love. What does love look like? Love looks like what we are doing right now. Um, we love Kim. He's a part of our community. Um, we love him, so therefore we have came to help him with a project that he needed help on. Okay, so love often involved doing something. Yes. Doing something or providing something. Kim, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Kim Sutton. I'm a, I'm the one you put in the booth on for. Glad to do it. Hey, Kim, I, I was talking to you earlier about this, but you told me when you moved into this place. It's been a while, huh? How long have you lived here? I've lived here since the 1980s. 1980s. In 81, I come and live with Granny. 81 is the year I was born, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. And her name was? Edna Olimessi. Edna and, and Granddaddy built the place. Wow. Back in 1950. Wow. It's a good looking house. And it needs a new roof. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's new. It, Kim took me inside earlier and showed me that, you know, there's parts of the ceiling that have come down that the the 
valley where the dormer meets the roof has been leaking and uh, so there's some buckets to collect the water so we're hoping mm -hmm. that this cap over that we're doing today uh, will we'll do the job and knock it out seal up all of the cracks no and everything more no more buckets <laughs> that's what we're going for all right so allison um you talked about what we're doing today what other ways have we have you been able to see god's love in action to others god's love in action and um i'm speaking from the community kitchen point of view right now can you hold on community kitchen is a local ministry that serves those who cannot feed themselves for whatever reasons um we have seen an abundance during this um pandemic of financial support um food donations volunteers um just people still wanting to love on our patrons even if they can't touch them or even be around if them. they can't touch them yeah they're still wanting to minister um and that's what we've seen during this time um it also means like the volunteers who come and serve the food and um we've seen god's love tremendously through this time and in lots of different areas that's just a few let me ask you a weird question how can you sir how can you show god's love on election day how can you show god's love on election day yeah how can the you same show? as any other day so you're saying that if you vote one way and someone else votes another way can you love them absolutely what i know radical. it's absurd right it's crazy it's crazy love that's, that's right love. That's all right anything else peter well i think i just want to step back and give a little bit of uh background about the missional network if that's okay so in the during in in our last meeting which we met at the community kitchen uh, they have a great space there and uh, we we're able to do a hybrid meeting so some people online including the pastor of mount zion church his name is reverend james marsh and he'll be the, here this afternoon uh, and you know reverend james yeah so so listeners as we begin to drop things from our uh, archives you will hear james on some of our older shows and we'll get him on the show again he's a good guy and uh and historically the missional network has kind of focused on children and families and making sure they're they're well fed and that they they're you know look making sure that they are taking care of as far as their housing situation is is concerned and that's really important but we realized that during the pandemic with the schools up in the air some doing virtual we our backpacks were kind of on hold our reading buddies was, was on hold and James brought up the the fact that you were needing a roof and we said is this a project we want to take on and as we started to talk it talk about it it turned out that Chris Jennings had some experience with roofing he, he you knew Chris and he said he would come out and take a look and everybody started to say yeah I think we should do that and and to me um, that actually strikes at uh, the core of what a missional network is all about or what I hope that a missional network is all about because we are 20 different churches and organizations different denominations um, and we come together and we our main focus is Canton North Carolina right 
and we're doing all different kinds of work but at the at the at those meetings where we represent our different churches and organization we can say here's what we're doing here's what we're not doing and here's what we're missing and out of that emerged the opportunity to, to do this project and the response has been great i mean as far as the financial contributions from churches most churches gave between 200 and 500 dollars and you know it didn't take many of those churches to get all the costs we need for the supplies and then people have been really good about uh, responding we had uh, Linda Nash and Audrey Best just here who brought food and drinks for everyone and they're gonna do that for both days and then we've got about I guess we got four people up on the roof right now and and four or five of us down here so and that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the set the the project it's, it's not a big roof but uh, you know it takes it takes some hands it takes some coordination and uh, we're gonna try to get it done in two days so I'm excited about this and the way that we're expressing God's love here in this community whether the way we're choosing to serve the Lord uh, even on election day I think it's a good thing to be doing together so Peter just mentioned Chris's experience, and I want to point out to any listeners that today was Peter's first day putting shingles on a roof, and uh, he took to it like a fish to water. It was crazy. He picked up a nail gun and just went at it. So how did how did it feel, Peter? Uh, powerful. <laughs> uh, it's a um, it's a a nail gun is a you know I guess it's pneumatic. Is that air? It is pneumatic. Yeah. Air power. And uh, uh, Cord asked me if I'd ever used one before, and I lied to him, and I said that I had, but I really hadn't. So. <laughs> that is not a uh, clever joke for, for, for radio or podcasting either. He did lie to me. I, I was embarrassed because I, I, I had never used the nail gun before, so I, I, but now I'm confessing. So. But anyway, I, I watched, and I learned, and I figured it out. So. At least you confessed. He did a great job, and now he's confessed. So uh, your sins are forgiven. He's all good. Anybody else? I would like to say something. Um, this is Allison. This is Allison. We were speaking about the Canton Missional Network, and, you know, um, in the past we have focused just on Canton and the churches of Canton. But now we are seeing churches from Clyde and... Um, yeah. So... It's expansion, and this project, um, it's like a expanding the, the network, like you were saying. And we have to remember, you know, we're doing this for the kingdom. And for all the denominations to be working together, you know, that's a big deal right now. So. The term is ecumenical, folks. We are very ecumenical. It's mostly Methodist, but we are very ecumenical because we have one Baptist. So we have several Baptists in the Mission Network, right? Yeah. We have non-denominational churches, Baptist churches, Presbyterian churches, the Methodist churches, the, the Episcopalian churches involved, the Catholic church sent in money too, you know, and, and that's, that's it. I mean, we read in the, in the, in the Bible, uh, the Apostle Paul says, you know, enough with these divisions. And, uh, and the founder of the United Methodist, United Methodism, Charles, or John and Charles Wesley, John Wesley said, um, in, a, in a famous letter, he says, if we can't, if we don't think alike, can we not still love alike? 
And so that's what this is all about. And that's what the, the missional network is. Let's get together on what we can get together on. And there's so much work that we can get together on. So. All right. I believe Peter's going to grab some more interviews throughout the day. Uh, I, I have to go be a teacher. So uh, when he gets those to me, I guess I'll edit this thing and put it together. But um, for me, I'm out. And I hope you guys enjoy listening. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. A few things about what you just heard. The first thing is the loud buzzing is the air compressor that drives the pneumatic nail gun that Peter was so excited to use that he lied to me about it. Uh, but I hold no grudges. I've done the same thing regarding a dump truck when I was 18 years old. Anyway, all that said, the one thing that I do need to bring your attention to is that I said, I guess is my confession. I guess I lied, but I didn't mean to. I said that we would get Alan to, Allison to introduce herself later, and then I would move it where it seemed like we had done it before where we should have, and then I forgot to do that. So I'm sorry about that, but here is a brief introduction about who Allison is. Allison and Chris Jennings are a husband and wife team, but Allison is the real, real head of this aspect of their lives and that is the community kitchen they run the community kitchen chris pastors a church that is somehow related to the community kitchen but not really and uh, allison has been running the community kitchen for quite a few years she certainly has been doing it longer than i've been in canton and that organization exists to feed people and offer them a safe place to go get a meal and have some community and they really focus on the homeless, but they are not limited to, they don't limit themselves to just that homeless community. Instead, they are open to all. And so that is who she is. That's not who she is. That's what she does. Who she is, the beautiful person who brings joy into the lives of many. And so I'm happy to know her. And I was very happy that she turned us onto this project, or actually it came from James Marsh, but I'm, I'm happy that she let me know about the project so that I could be involved. And we have worked with her, not only we, the Canton Missional Network, but also the church with which I am involved and several others for a long time. And so we love her and we're thankful that she was willing to be a part of this interview. Also, uh, at the very beginning, Peter kind of set me up and that is because he uh, read a specific verse from the lectionary text in that really long uh, selection of texts that made it look like I was trying to set up God as being judgmental. I'm not. So you got to be careful taking things out of context, and that was his clever joke. And so uh, those are some backstory events. The other thing I need to tell you about is the rest of this will probably be Peter just talking to random people, and that is for a reason. So as you heard at the end of that interview, I have to leave every one of these work days at lunchtime so that I can, I said, go be a teacher. I am not a teacher. I'm, I work for a church. But because of the pandemic, when I come home for lunch, my job at home is to make sure that our son does his homework. And so sometimes I don't get to do that because like today I have a meeting I have to go to right after lunch. But in both of these work days, I could only work in the morning. So that meant that after lunch, Peter will take over all the interviews. So I'm glad he was able to do it. I'm glad he was there to do it. And I'm glad he was there to continue the work. So enjoy listening to him as I have, as I've listened back to his interviews with uh, James Marsh, with um, 
There's a few others, and one that stands out is Brandon, Brandon Lazarus, who is also a pastor, and he interviews some people that aren't pastors, even though it's Pastor Potluck. So I hope you enjoy this as we continue to bring you Pastor Potluck from the field. This is Peter Constanchin from Pastor Potluck, and uh, we're here in the field again today on November the 3rd, 2020, working on a, a re-roofing project out here in the Crabtree neighborhood. And I'm here with uh, two other Methodist pastors who I'll allow to introduce themselves. Um, let's start with you, uh, Reverend James Marsh. Uh, tell us about your community, because I think we're in your community mm-hmm. here, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and about this community. Well, I'm pastor of Mount Zion, United Methodist Church, and her sister church in the charge, Fincher's Chapel, United Methodist Church. Uh, if you looked around this bend right up here, you would see Mount Zion, which happens to be the oldest brick church in the county, is on the National Historic Registry. Wow. And uh, uh, the, the uh, gentleman who we are serving today is a member of our church and someone we uh, look after. And uh, we, talked to, we talked to him a little bit earlier, and um, he told us a, a little bit about, um, you know, he's lived here for quite a while. He moved in to take care of his grandma, and uh, his, his, his grandpa built this house, actually, mm-hmm. back in the 1950s. And how did you um, come to understand uh, the need for a, a roofing project here? Well, uh, pretty good while back, uh, I came to uh, do some pastoral care, and I noticed that uh, uh, when, when he brought me in the house that uh, some of the sheetrock was missing from the ceiling in the living room, and I got to asking, and there were buckets there where he had caught rainwater and uh, realized that it was pretty urgent. Yeah. And uh, it took some time to, uh, I, I called around and tried to, find some help with the project uh, and then this October's meeting at the, of the Canton Missional Network it occurred to me well let me just throw it out there and it took off but you know that uh, uh, people took ownership of the project and uh, the money was raised in no time and mm-hmm. uh, here we are today. That's awesome and uh, I'm also here with Reverend Brandon Lazarus uh, who's a new pastor in the Canton uh, Canton, uh, Canton, North Carolina area, and um, Brandon, tell us where you're a pastor and how long you've been here, and uh, I'd love to know kind of what your first impressions are about Canton and the Canton Missional Network. Yeah, so I got here July 1 to Morningstar in Canton, um, and yeah, it's it's been an adjustment for sure, having to pastor during a pandemic um, mm-hmm. and then have to be a new pastor during a pandemic, and so it's been difficult to get to know um the individuals within the congregation within the community but one thing that i have appreciated is the canton missional network um both the missional network that is helping us with this roof um, but then also the the clergy in the area that have our lectionary study um, on wednesdays and so it's been nice and comforting to be able to come in during this time when it's really hard to connect with other people um to be able to have that connection through the lectionary group through the missional network um, and to be able to make those connections really quickly that usually would take you know months if not years um, to make those kind of connections and so brandon uh in the area where you are moving from as a pastor was there something similar or did, what is your you know kind of impression of uh you know the the need for or you know a network of churches from across denominations to take care of a community is is that something you've seen before 
Yeah, so I came from Charlotte, um, so a <laughs> very different atmosphere um, in Charlotte compared to Canton. Um, and so we, we did have a small missional network there in East Charlotte um, of about six or seven different pastors. Uh, they were all Presbyterian and Methodist, so it wasn't quite as broad as mm -hmm. the network here. Um, but the interesting thing, and I've told a lot of people this, is when you come to a rural place like Canton, um, you would think that it would be harder to connect with folks since Charlotte, there's so many people and it's so close and everybody's right on top of each other. Um, but I've actually found that Charlotte was more isolated than it is here in Canton. Um, and I think part of that is because in a place like Charlotte, there are so many distractions and so many opportunities that people just kind of like pick and choose and create their own life with a piece here and a piece there and a piece there. Um, while out here, there's not as many options. So people are forced together. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's, it really makes for a beautiful community. Um, and so I have enjoyed the way that everybody comes together for a common cause while in Charlotte, there were just so many different causes, so many different groups that it was hard to really go deeper in those relationships. It was a lot of just kind of surface area relationships. So I want to ask you both, uh, you both volunteered to be out here this afternoon um, to help with this project. And we are hoping to get it done uh, in two days. It's not a big group, uh, but um, I wonder if I could ask you both, you know, kind of why you decided you know to come out here it's a it's election day it's november the third you could be doing other stuff you could be doing work for for the week what 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 drew you out here to do service work today well the love of christ and uh, the love for uh, kim here and uh interesting enough kim is an integral part of the community also he's the guy that shows up whenever we have something going on mm. he serves at the canton missional network and so he's someone who, in his need, you know, that we should respond. So you, you all as a church serve at the community kitchen, and, and mm -hmm. Kim, Kim serves right alongside you. Yep. In fact, we're serving next Friday night. Okay, great. What are you cooking? Uh, sloppy Joe's. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Good. And Brandon, what brought you out today? Yeah, um, yeah, in the midst of the election, it's actually... I think the best thing to do today um, to get our minds off things, but then also to come together because um, I don't know who each person here voted for, if they even voted, but that doesn't really matter. For our um, community. Yeah, and so to be able to come out and do something with our hands, to be able to get out here because fortunately it's a beautiful day. Um, and yeah, to be able to connect with someone in the community that's helping out others. And so being able to um, kind of serve together and alongside and to get to know some of these folks a little bit better. That's what it's about today. Um, as I said earlier, John Wesley, our, the Methodist Church founder, said if we can't think alike, let us at least love alike. And so that's what we're out here for. And, and it is a good thing to, to see us coming together to do some, some hands-on work. And, um, and hopefully this is a, a sign of things to come that we'll continue to be working side by side no matter what um, our political differences or our um, ecclesiastical differences we can uh, come together to get the work done and to, to love alike. So uh, we'll uh, try to get some more interviews later. And until then, this is Peter Constantian with Pastor Potluck. So now having heard most of what day one had to offer, we are going to shift to day two. So on the first day, we got the entire front of the house done. And by we, I mean mostly they, because I, again, had to leave halfway through the day. But the next morning we got there and we encountered a very frosty and dangerous 
rear of the house and the other half of the roof had to get done though so when I got there late as usual the people were hard at work uh, with brooms kind of sweeping off the frost so they wouldn't fall to our doom and then we got to work so during that work Peter and I stopped and had a chat and that's what you're about to hear Good morning, this is uh, day two of the roofing project out here in Clyde, I'm North Court Carolina. My name is Peter Constantian. I'm here with Court Green. Court, describe the scene that you have before you today. Uh, I'm on a roof. Uh, I have lovely mountain views. Uh, there's frost on the roof. It's kind of slippery, so we're going to be very careful. And two people are very hard at work. And they're not Peter and they're not I, at least not yet. We will be. But Chris Jennings is over here working his rear end off, and I'm not surprised by that. So I'm glad to be here, and I'm watching a cow feed on the south-facing slope that is before me. It's a very bucolic scene before us today. Is it bucolic? I don't, I don't know if it's bucolic, but um, it's quite lovely. It's peaceful. Just an update on the project. Uh, yesterday we finished pretty much all of the south facing front side of the roof and uh, there's four of us up here today and we're gonna get to work on the, the north facing frosty slope. And uh, Chris says we're hoping to be done by noon. I'm very excited about today's work, mostly because it's all one flat single slope where yesterday we had to work around stuff and hang off of stuff and it was it was kind of um, um, death defying and so I'm very excited about today. Should, I don't want to say it's going to be easy but it should be a lot safer and less terrifying. We'll check back in with you later. You can hear the nail gun so we're about to get to work. So once again I had to leave and take care of some business but Peter did not, and so he was able to stay and continue the work as well as continue to interview some people, and I'm excited as you are because I haven't listened yet, and so I will be listening with you as we hear what he has to say to several others. I believe he has Brandon Lazarus, who is a local pastor as well, and one of the laypersons that came as well. So uh, enjoy his interviews with them as we continue the work on the roof. We're here on day two of the roofing project, and uh, this morning we had four of us working up there. This is Peter Constantian from Pastor Potluck, and uh, Court Green was up on the roof too, and Chris Jennings, of course, leading the project, and, and uh, Dave Nyhoff was also with us. Dave, uh, how did it go this morning? Oh, it went pretty well. We, we got a, a good start on it, and... We did really well before lunchtime. We laid all that roof back there, so yeah, yeah. that's right. The the four of us were chatting on the roof, and a lot of pastor stuff came up. And uh, you're a uh, uh, you you attend Longs United Methodist Church, is that right? That's correct. Yes. So what did you think about uh, all that bickering that the pastors were doing up there? Well, it was quite interesting, you know, uh, listening to you guys talk about there the different churches and how you guys run and do this and do that and how it all comes together at the end. Yeah, yeah. it's quite interesting. And uh, Dave and I are kind of neighbors. Um, we, I live just right up the hill from him, and uh, so we've gotten to know each other over the past year or so. Yeah. 
and uh, I realize that you're pretty new to the area as well and um, kind of tell me you know what you like about living in the Center Pigeon, Henson Cove, Poison Cove, Canton part of the world. Our, our community is, is a really good community. It's, uh, it's kind of a, a community that's still back in time when it comes down to relationships uh, with your neighbors. You go in and you knock on your door and uh, you present yourself and let them know that you're around and uh, they open their doors and open their arms and welcome you. So that's pretty nice. You know, it's still good to see that in this world today. So. That's definitely been my experience, too. And one thing I remember about um, getting to know you, Dave, from early on, you know, you were always mentioning to me, hey, if there's any kind of mission work or projects or whatever, um, just let us know. That's something that we're really interested in. And when I say uh, us, I'm talking about you and your wife, Mary. And so, yeah, tell me uh, where that desire comes from and kind of... Uh, what, what gets you excited about doing work like this? Oh, well, you know, we came from, from Indianapolis, Indiana, which is a big city, and uh, we got a, a bunch of motorcycle friends that ride motorcycles, uh, and uh, we're always helping in the community, you know, always in an event uh, about every weekend or doing something, mm -hmm. and uh, that's something that we miss, so that's kind of what we want to get going down here and and this is a great opportunity, this small project like this, is to see the people that are, are with that same passion but don't have the ability to go to and do it. Yeah. And now that you and other churches are helping out to do this, it's great to bring us all together and hopefully it'll grow and get bigger and better. What kind of projects would you like to see more of if we, uh, you know, as we, the community kitchen is involved here and you know the churches the folks who have been out here are all part of the Canton missional network and we're really we're really trying to figure out kind of what we're going to be moving into as far as what work we're doing in the future do you have any thoughts on what more work you'd like to see oh well here in the community I think this and the community kitchen is great doing you know helping our neighbors I really would like to go into uh, to like South America and wow. dig a well or something, you know, bring our church to do that. That would be great. That would be awesome. A great experience. Cool. Yeah. Well, we definitely should uh, set our sights uh, on on that kind of thing. And I think with uh, with that bigger network, we have the opportunity to to work together. Is uh, is there anything else you want to say about today and the, the project that we did today? Well, I mean, it's lunchtime, so I think everybody's hungry, and I'm um, getting ready to have me a play to eat. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yep, thank you. This is Peter Constantian with Pastor Potluck, and uh, I'm here with Chris Jennings, and we're wrapping up on day two of this uh, roofing project out here in Crabtree. And Chris, would you tell us uh, who you are and, um, and tell us a little bit about this project? Well, I'm Chris Jennings. I'm the senior pastor of Spirit and Truth. Uh, Kim had a bad leak problem, and Somebody told us about the need, and as a group of churches, we come together and took care of it. It's a good example. Everybody, God's given everybody gifts and talents, and one of my talents is building and roofing, and God uses all your talents, not just the ones you want to let him have. Chris, I've got three questions for you, and you can uh, 
answer any of them or all of them. It's up to you. But I, I wonder, at the end of this project, in these two days of working together with uh, folks from different churches, different f members of the community, uh, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about your community? And what have you learned about God? Well, one thing I learn about me is sometimes I can be a little judgmental. And Say it, more about that. <laughs> well, it, it does us all good to spend more time with people that's not exactly like us. Hmm. And so I learned about me that I need to broaden my circle, spend more time with different types of people, and not think that I have all the answers myself. I think that's a really powerful message on the day after Election Day, uh, an election that many of us saw as extremely divisive. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what you learned about your community with working side by side with people. Our community isn't as divided as the world would like us, like us to think that we are. Because when there's a need, when there's something that people can get behind, mm -hmm. people will come together. When you're just looking at the differences and you're looking at what divides you, of course there's going to be division. But if you can look at what unites you, as a people, then the the things that divide you is not as important, and we need to focus on on what unites us rather than what divides us, and helping somebody in the community is the best way to do that. Awesome. And so that last question, if you uh, you know could just tell us you know how would you start to talk about what you've learned about if you've learned anything what have you learned about God during this these two days. Well, spending time with everybody, I've learned that God's still working in all of us. There, there's not a movement just in one denomination mm -hmm. or one group of people, but God is using his whole body, whether, whether you're Pentecostal, Baptist, Methodist, whatever you are. God's working in his body all across the board. Nobody, no one denomination has, a, has the monopoly on the move of God because God's moving in all of us. Amen. Uh, Allison and James, any uh, last comments about the roofing project, the work that you've done over the past two days, what you've seen from the ground, from the roof? I think Canton is a beautiful community, and we have something very special here. I'm glad Kim is happy and has no more water issues. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Timmy, you have any words for us? I really like enjoy doing things with other churches other than mine and I see how everybody's got different opinions about stuff but nothing's going to change with God in your life. Amen. Thank you, Timmy. Well, that's it for the uh this episode of the Pastor Potluck podcast from the field. I'm Peter Constantin. God bless. Court Green again. This has been Pastor Potluck. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know if we're going to do many more field kind of things, but I know it's a break from our normal pattern, and I hope that that's okay with you. But if it's not, it's okay with us. So we have certainly gone back and forth about the issue of doing an, such a break from our normal routine and doing something from the field. I think that... Our, in fact, I know that our motivation for doing this 
was not to use an event that we were both already doing as an excuse to make our little podcast, but instead it was to add some positivity because we have had so much negativity in the world lately that we both thought that adding some positivity into the world and into any potential listeners' lives might be good. So let's review. We saw that we had people coming together for a good cause. That can still go on. We also saw that we had uh, people who were different uniting and putting aside their differences. And believe it or not, that can still go on. And so I hope that this little reminder that life may never be quote-unquote normal again, but it can still be good, was inspiring, enlightening, and maybe gives us hope. And so it gave us hope. I hope it does for you as well. And I hope that you enjoyed listening. And for Pastor Plotluck, I'm Court Green. And on behalf of Peter Constantian, thank you so much for listening. We'll see, well, we'll, you'll hear us again soon. Thank y'all.